All right, hello. My name is Richard Leonard. I'm in cohort DDA9, and my capstone project um, is looking at foodborne illness in the U.S., and specifically Tennessee, and trends over time. Huh, interesting. That sounds like a really important project, and I'm sure you've got a lot of data to work with here to try to make sense of all this, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, what were you doing before NSS, how did you decide to make a change? Oh, it's a pretty long journey, honestly. Uh, I was in med school at Meharry Medical College here in Nashville. Um, right before I started NSS, I basically just realized, you know, med school wasn't really for me or being a provider wasn't necessarily for me. Healthcare has always been an interest of mine, and um, I did quite a bit of research in undergrad um, immunology research um, with live animals and that kind of thing. Though that really interests me, um, and the public health aspect of healthcare also interests me. But um, I don't think that I'm really interested in being a provider myself, um, mostly due to um, there being a lot of limitations on the care you can provide, um, whether that being fiscal or you know for um, adolescent care, it could be, you know, the parents that get in the way or, you know, even the hospital uh, facilities themselves um, can also um, influence the care as well. And, um, you know, I didn't really realize this until my third year of med school, which is when we start clerkships, um, meaning that, you know, we go out to hospitals and rotate them at them for different specialties, such as surgery or internal med. Um, and we work really closely with the um, preceptors and the residents um, providing direct care to patients. And I think that's, you know, um, very close to what it's like to be an actual doctor, um, much less so the first two years where it's basically learning um, all the anatomy and all the bookwork and that kind of thing. Well, you can at least still use some of these new skills from there and future things. I mean, that it's, it's all the stuff can compound later on. So you decide to make a change. Here you are. You stick with it three months later, and now you've got a really cool project, this foodborne illness. Like, tell me about this. What were your findings? How did you collect the data, and how did you use it? I think that, you know, foodborne illness is uh, something that we don't really think about a lot nowadays just because of, uh, you know, COVID and all of that, it's, uh, it sort of was thrown to the side a little bit, I feel like. Um, so I kind of wanted to explore it, you know, longitudinally. I thought maybe I would find something um, interesting in the trends um, in, about the area compared um, to the national trends. And then also um, something more longitudinal, as in, you know, what happened uh, to foodborne illness during COVID. You know, more people were staying in. Uh, people were wearing masks, you know, there are mandates, um, things of that nature. And so I uh, kind of, you know, started off doing an uh, exploratory analysis. And uh, what I found was that there is, um, over the last 20 years or so, there was sort of a dip in um, the amount of cases in 2009, um, which, you know, that pertains to uh, H1N1, the swine flu. And there was a dip in cases in 2020, as you all know, is the start of COVID here in the U.S. So uh, kind of explored that and also, um, you know, specific food categories. Um, 
that were associated with foodborne illness, you know, such as different meats or grains, vegetables, uh, things of that nature. And then I compared that to um, the average diet in the U.S., um, which uh, was a study, you know, done by the CDC, um, comprised of about 24,000 individuals and um, of all age groups and um, both sexes and they looked at, you know, um, what does a person eat on a daily basis? What is it comprised of? And then I kind of compared that to um, what we see for trends in foodborne illness. Wow. What did you enjoy the most from looking at all this data, making sense of the data? Did you find anything that surprised you through this experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the most fun part about it for me was honestly the uh, kind of nitty gritty getting into the data and then like using um, regular expressions to kind of make the food groups I wanted. Um, Cause you know, there were a little bit of nuisances here and there with like typos and duplicated data. And then, you know, sometimes formatting was different and that kind of thing. I like to fix that kind of stuff is fun to me. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but uh I think the most uh, interesting part of it um, was definitely, you know, the exploratory analysis. You know, you got a new data set, you're working with new data, and it's, you don't know what you're going to find necessarily. I kind of went in with um, pretty general questions, I would say, in my capstone proposal. And um, I was very interested to see, you know, the trends that I did see with there being, you know, less cases during COVID and um, H1N1 and over those years. Wow. What do you think you might want to do with this now that you're looking into the future? What kind of work most interests you? What do you think you might be on the lookout for? Um, like I said before, you know, I definitely have an interest in healthcare. You know, something that really interests me, specifically like public health, bigger health questions um, that I guess, you know, the CDC looks at. And um, I was also using data from uh, you know, the FDA and um, WHO. But um, yeah, definitely um, want to work probably in healthcare of some sorts. Um, I know that my resume is also better geared towards that because of med school um, as well. And I think I'd be more attracted to those employers as well. Definitely. And we've got a lot of partner organizations that work with NSS that could fit that. You've got, of course, Nashville Software School Alumni Network. You've got the Career Development Office going to help you get that first job. You've got a lot of great resources here working for you. So congratulations on your graduation tomorrow. We're all excited about what's next. Thank you very much.